More local content. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome. It's Saturday, September, September, it's Saturday, November the 2nd, 7.07 a.m. here on the Grand Strand. Good morning to y'all. It is Saturday morning coffee. Welcome to another exciting edition, another expedition into broadcast excellence. <laughs> this is Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, and I am Reese Boyd, your host, a local attorney here in Myrtle Beach with Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. I'm your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. Welcome to the show, and thank you for tuning in. Help us uh, help you get your day going this morning. Saturday Morning Coffee, we invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee, and join us as we talk about the news, current events, what's happening in our world, all the things that we think you need to know, and there's quite a bit, actually, here at Saturday Morning Coffee. We are all about... What are we about, Glenn? We're about limited government. Yep. Lower taxes. Yep. And more freedom. Absolutely. Because why? Life is better where those three <laughs> things come together with a fourth thing that we also enjoy here at Saturday Morning Coffee. And that fourth thing is, of course, great coffee. We love to talk about great, great coffee here at Saturday Morning Coffee. Try to do that from time to time. And so we love those four things. We love limited government. We love other things, too. But we love, love and talk about the, those things here at Saturday Morning Coffee. Lim, limited government, lower taxes, more freedom, and great coffee. And, of course, as always, in no particular order, uh, we do our best here at Saturday Morning Coffee not only to entertain but to enlighten you and inform you and help make you a better citizen of the republic the Republic of O'Ree, the state of South Carolina, and these United States of America. Again, I'm Reese Boyd, local attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd and part-time radio host, uh, Oracle of O'Ree. I'm your host, joined here in the studio by our producer extraordinaire, Glenn. Good morning. Hey, Glenn. How you doing? I'm doing great this morning. All right. right. The great Glenn Dye is doing great. So <laughs> exactly. That's great to know. <laughs> Chilly morning here in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, we, it finally yeah. feels like fall. Yeah, well, well, I'm like, wait a minute, where has fall been? It's a so what? It's late. I'm sure we're gonna yeah. have plenty of cold weather it, this winter. It, it finally feels like football weather. It does. You know? actually, I mean, yep. up up until about 24 hours ago, it felt like summertime. Sure did. I yep. really didn't think we'd. I'm like, did we have a fall? And then uh, suddenly it's here. We did. We had a fall in temperature yesterday, about we, 25, 30 degrees. Yeah. Yep. And of course. Uh, significantly for our listeners don't forget to fall back tonight everyone gets an extra hour of sleep at uh, at 2 a.m and if you're awake at 2 a.m some of us are uh, you get an extra hour of wake time <laughs> so use it wisely we encourage everyone to use time wisely one of the few things in life you can't get more of time you actually get an extra hour tonight how do you feel about daylight Savings plan. Are I you, think are it you, should you, be revoked. I mean, what was it, 1967 that it was imposed? Yeah, it was. And, of course, it was, a. I think, a long ago, it was a long ago concession to uh, the agricultural community, which really not necessary anymore. But right. also, it does concern me. The one thing, and I'm, I'm all about getting rid of it. I, I'd love to just see it go away because it does complicate things and it throws you off your rhythm. You know, sure. it, obviously, it's like a minor case of jet lag for most of us exactly. for a couple of weeks. So I'd be happy to get rid of it, honestly. I, do, I am a little concerned about, you know, young our munchkins waiting for the school buses in the morning and how incredibly dark it can be. And that is some concern. And that, will, yeah. Yeah, that would increase uh, the number of days, the number of times when... Not if we let them go to school later. Well, that's another option. Yeah. That's another option. More rest, better education. Why do we get our kids up? Um, our, our kids get up at 5.30, 6 yeah. o'clock. And, and not that that's necessarily harmful, but why is it necessary? 
You know, uh, it's sometimes so mom and dad can get to work. Yeah, after they get I, their I think kids so. Off, but, I think so. Yeah. So anyway, interesting things, but uh, uh, important safety tip, Eon. You guys forget, don't forget, rather. Uh, fall back tonight at precisely 2 a.m. Wake up and set your clocks to 1 a.m. and you'll be in good shape. Mm-hmm. Or uh, at some point during the evening or before you go to bed, etc., etc. Uh, enjoy, invite you guys to join in the show as always. Uh, join us on the call in line at 843-903-2945. That's 2945 as the station likes to say it. And also feel free to text us at the First Choice Heating and Air text line, which is 843-798-8255. You can tweet me if you are a Twitterer at, at Reese Boyd. I did not misspeak. At Reese Boyd is the Twitter handle. And you can also email us your comments. Got a few emails this week about the show, which we will share. Email us at Reese Boyd, SMC. SMC, SMC stands for Saturday Morning Coffee, of course. That's Reese Boyd, SMC at gmail.com. Reese Boyd, SMC at gmail.com. Email us your tips, your suggested topics, questions, whatever you'd like to contribute to the show, how we can make it better. Um, also, some of you have called me at my office. You can reach me at the offices of Davis and Boyd Attorneys at Law during the week, during normal hours at 843-839-9800. We invite you to reach out, touch us, call us, participate in the show. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what your thoughts are here at Saturday Morning Coffee. Again, we're all about limited government, lower taxes, because that means more freedom for you and me and all of us who are we the people. We've got a country to save, and it starts right here on the local level. So let's get to it. We invite you to pour yourself that cup of coffee and join us as we get your Saturday morning going. Glenn, speaking of pouring yourself that cup of coffee, what's the coffee du jour? The uh, cafe. The uh, cafe du jour. I am still stuck on that Starbucks blonde. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. It's about out, though. Not so. bad. Now, you yeah. like a nice, robust yes. blend. Yes. Extra strong. Is that is that blonde? The Starbucks blonde, is that strong enough? I, I hit the extra strong button on the Keurig, you know. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. not strong enough, but. Yeah. Um, good stuff, though. Yeah. Good stuff. So, we've been spending a lot of time, Glenn. Uh, by the way, um, uh, trivia question What is the name of Mitt Romney's alias? Sock Puppet Twitter handle. Did you catch that in the news? <laughs> no, I did not. I can't wait to hear it's it. It's like though. Carlos Danger. It's another Carlos Danger. It's, uh, what is it? Pierre? Uh, oh, my goodness. I've asked a question. I don't know the answer to it. What? I've broken the cardinal rule of radio <laughs> and, and the courtroom, by but, the way. But that's coming up after the break, obviously. Coming up after yeah. the break. Um, but we'll get to that and more um, interesting why a 70-plus-year-old United States senator would need a fake twitter handle to communicate with the world but apparently he does so interesting stuff a lot of stuff in the news we've been spending a lot of time talking about um our good friends who are uh, in washington and how things are going for the president we've spent a lot of time talking about uh, crossfire hurricane the hearsay hurricane and all of the goings on with adam schiff and nancy pelosi and the impeachment inquiry um Actually, thought we'd shift gears a little bit today and get to some of the things that we have in our stack. We've been waiting to cover, but we do have a few items along those lines to update. But I've kind of decided that at this point, the best thing to do about the impeachment inquiry is to ignore it. I think we right. probably spend a little too much time uh, talking about it. But there are a few points uh, to make um, about uh, this week and sort of larger reflection on the big picture. But uh, continues apace in the uh, nation's capital. We'll get to that. And, of course, continues in secret in a basement uh, hearing room in the Capitol building. So we'll have more to say about that, as we always do. Our opinions have not changed, should not happen in secret, should be an open proceeding. But you know that already, because we've only said it about a thousand times. But we'll get to that and more, so stick with us. Don't leave town. Join us for more Saturday morning coffee right after these messages. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, and more coming up next on Talk 94.5. When we've got technical questions about our phones, cable, computers, we just ask Tom. Tom Vitt from HTC. 
cell phone national coverage used to be you traveled you had to get a travel plan you had to pay per minute where are things now with uh, our cell phone and coverages the old old days of the three dollar a day 99 cents a minute roaming charges are long gone particularly in the continental united states and even for the most part in, in north america now if folks are traveling internationally they probably ought to check with their provider and make sure they've got a good plan or their phones are set the appropriate way so you're not getting crazy updates from mellow mushroom while you're sightseeing in london because that that could go against your data plan if you're not if you don't have the right data plan you could get charged for that particular update when you're in london this mellow mushroom probably not gonna be any good ask tom that's tom vitt from htc find out more on our websites This is Jennifer Walters with the Little River Chamber of Commerce and Visitor Center. Come find your treasure right here in Little River. Hi, my name is Mitchell McKenzie, and I'm with McKenzie Signature Lawns and Landscape. We do a little bit of everything on the outside, from mowing to trimming to cleaning up after hurricanes. We also do computerized imaging of landscapings where we can take a picture of your home, erase what's there, and put brand new landscaping in. We have a, a wide area that we do, mostly uh, here at Little River, Cherry Grove, North Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach itself. We do uh, residentials and we do um, commercial properties as well. Little River gives so much and we have so much going on with our chamber. I believe in chambers. I believe that they help promote the community greater than any other entity out there. The chamber has a lot of information. They've helped steer us. I'm Mitchell McKenzie and please come find your treasure here in Little River. Little River, South Carolina, just right. Hi, I'm Angie Knight, Managing Attorney at Grand Strand Law Group in Myrtle Beach. I focus my practice on real estate, estate planning, probate, and business law. With the help of my amazing staff, I do real estate closings daily. Have you considered buying or selling a home recently? At Grand Strand Law Group, we strive to make the process stress-free. Let Grand Strand Law Group assist you with your next closing. Just give us a call at 843-492-5422 and speak with one of my amazing staff to help you get started. We want to be your trusted choice. If you've heard about it but not yet visited, head on over to United Outreach Ministries Thrift Store. They have tons of gently used clothing, furniture, jewelry, and more. In addition to other great finds, the United Outreach Thrift Store encourages you to bring in donations. And all donations are tax deductible. All proceeds go to support the homeless with personal care products. Look for the Thrift Store awning just off 501 West at Waccamaw Boulevard, just down the street from the Bob Evans, or online at unitedoutreachministries.com. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. Can keep my hands to myself. Think I just tomorrow, put a mac up on the shelf. In case my little baby girl is in Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee. I haven't felt it quite that long, Glenn. I haven't felt it since, quite since 1966, but <laughs> I, I have felt like a rebel without a cause for some time. Can't keep my hands to myself. That's, all, that's always been a problem. Yeah, made it harder to get dates in high school. Yeah, always been a problem. A rebel just for kicks. That's us. Rebels just for kicks. Welcome back. Hope you guys enjoy um, uh, your coffee this morning. Let us know what you're drinking. Um, Glenn's sticking with his Starbucks blonde. I'm going with some home brewed beans that I brought back with me from El Salvador, from the mountain westernest province of El Salvador. Uh, excellent, strong, a uh, little strong on for my taste, Glenn. But I'm liking it. You know, it's a little strong for my preference. Usually, I'm a usually usually more the lighter coffee guy. But these are excellent this morning. Um, wanted to touch base uh, briefly, as we said before the break, on the uh, in, impeachment item. Uh, Republicans, of course, demanding openness as they should. Um, Lindsey Graham coming out this week, as he should have, saying we cannot allow future presidents and this president to be impeached, 
boy, my mouth, my, my, my nerves connecting my mouth and my brain are not working this morning. We cannot allow this president to be impeached based upon an inquiry in the House that has never been voted upon. And, of course, we've talked about this before, won't spend a lot of time rehashing it today. But the impeachment inquiry, if that's what we want to call it, is happening again behind closed doors in a basement hearing chamber in the House. And it's being done under the cover of secrecy. And that is unlike any other impeachment proceeding that has ever taken place in the House of Representatives. Um, There's no historical precedent for what's happening in the in the previous uh, modern era uh, impeachment proceedings that have taken place, notably that of Richard Nixon and of Bill Clinton. They were taken, they were undertaken under the auspices of the House uh, Judiciary Committee. They were undertaken as an open uh, legal, you know, quasi-judicial proceeding that took place in the open. There were witnesses called. There was the opportunity to cross-examine witnesses. Uh, the entire proceeding was open and and uh, reviewable by anybody who was interested, including uh, the public. That's not what's happening now. Not only is it happening in secret, but they are selectively releasing information from the proceedings. So what you're getting is a one-sided picture of what's taking place, and there's not a full and adequate process. And, of course, Senate Republicans recognize that. Senator Graham has come out and, and strongly opposing this, which he should have. And, uh, you know, it raises a lot of questions. Um, it, when does this end? At what lengths will those people who seek to destroy this president, what will they go to? What depth will they dive to? What length will they go to? We don't know yet. We will, may, maybe, perhaps one day find out. But we don't know yet. But it's a long, it's a long dive. Let's put it that way. Um, interesting article. Um, and so I think one of the things we can all do with this impeachment is ignore it, frankly. It's extra constitutional. It's happening outside uh, the bounds of the Constitution, outside the bounds of fairness and due process, outside the bounds of what we have traditionally known to come to expect, outside the bounds of what the House of Representatives, including the House of Representatives under the control of an opposition party, has always afforded a duly elected president. So it's just out of bounds. That's where it is. They're out of bounds. They're in, they're in the wilderness, wandering around. Let them wander. Ignore them. Um, interesting piece from Kimberly Strassel in the Epoch Times this week. It, fascinating read. The uh, Speaking of how uh, far and deep they will go to destroy this president. The anti-Trump resistance, according to Strassel, of course, Strassel, well-known as a member of the Wall Street Journal editorial board, probably read many of her pieces, whether you recognize her or not. Anti-Trump resistance, according to Strassel, has devastated core American institutions and broken long-standing political norms in seeking to defeat and now oust from office President Donald Trump. Said Kimberly Strassel, columnist, as noted, for the Wall Street Journal. And this, to me, is the irony, right? We've been told for three years that Donald Trump is wrecking institutions, Strassel said in an interview. But in terms of real wreckage to institutions, it's not on Donald Trump that public faith in the FBI and the Department of Justice has precipitously fallen. That's because Jim Comey and Andy McCabe, Andy McCabe still not indicted, by the way, We're keeping score on that one. Andy Cape's still not indicted. That's because Jim Comey and Andy McCabe are responsible for the public's lack of faith and trust in the FBI and the Department of Justice. It's not on Donald Trump. It's also not, this is continuing with Strassel's comment, it's not on Donald Trump that the Senate confirmation process for the Supreme Court is in ashes after what happened to Brett Kavanaugh. It is not on Donald Trump that we are turning impeachment into a partisan political tool. That's exactly what's happening in Washington today. It's being turned into a partisan political maneuver. The damage inflicted by the anti-Trump resistance is the subject of Strassel's new book, uh, Resistance at All Cost, How Trump Haters Are Breaking America. Strump, Strump, Strassel uses the term haters deliberately to, di- to differentiate this demographic from Trump's critics. In Strassel's view, all thoughtful critics of Trump, and she counts herself among them, would look at, bear with me, 
would look at Trump the same way. They have to examine past presidents, namely call him out when he does something wrong, but also, strikingly, laud him when he does something right. Haters don't get that, of course. Uh, She told the Epoch Times for this interview, up until the point at which Donald Trump was elected, what happened when political parties lost is they would retreat, regroup, lick their wounds, talk about what they did wrong, and come back later. That's not what happened this time around. Instead, you had people who essentially said, we should have won. From the moment Trump was elected, the group that believed that group believed Trump to be an illegitimate president and therefore felt they could use whatever means necessary to remove him from office. And that's exactly what we've talked about on this program many times is the countless uh, attempts by those who literally hate Trump uh, to remove him from office by any means necessary. And we're now I mean, there's been a dozen efforts, dozen cards they played. They've all fallen short. Um, uh, Strassel continues the resistance fabricated and pushed the theory that it was Trump's collusion with Russia that won him the presidency, mm-hmm. not the support of the American people. They lied about the origins of the so-called evidence, the steel dossier that was used by the FBI to justify a counterintelligence investigation into the Trump campaign. We have never, this is, uh, Something, again, we've said many times, but it always bears repeating. We have never in the history of this country had a counterintelligence investigation of a political campaign, Strassel said. And she talks in the book and in this interview about it, uh, a, a conversation that she had with Chairman Devin Nunes, a uh, Republican House member from Car- uh, Carolina, from California. If there was anything in America's laws that could have prevented this situation, Nunes' comment to her I would never have conceived of the FBI using our counterintelligence capabilities to target to target a political campaign. If it had crossed any of our minds, I can guarantee you we would have specifically written in the law, don't do that. And so, again, that's a an absolutely historically unprecedented move that was taken by the DOJ and the FBI in launching a crossfire hurricane and, in fact, on, on the grounds of information that they misrepresented to the FISA court, launching a counterintelligence investigation of an existing um, political campaign, which became an investigation into a transition team, which became an investigation into the Trump White House, which is really completely utterly astonishing these were these uh very strong remedies and tools that the fbi and the doj have at their disposal available to them under the foreign intelligence surveillance act are not intended to be directed at u.s citizens we've talked about this at many times typically they deal with confidential top secret material that's why everything that happens in the foreign intelligence surveillance act court the fisa court is a secret And they lied to the FISA judge. But it all happened in secret, so you and I weren't supposed to know about it. But it's astonishing that they directed these intelligence resources not against foreign nationals, but against a U.S. presidential candidate. It's incredible. Anyway, we'll finish up with the Stossel uh, interview after this. Stick with us. Don't leave town. We'll be right back with more Saturday morning coffee. Text us on the First Choice Heating and Air text line, 843-798-TALK. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Here's John Hennis for Sound Solutions. I was having a hard time staying in a loop with my family. We'd be at the dinner table, we'd be in the living room, and we would just have such a hard time to have a conversation. I would get left out of it. At work, I would be on sales calls and not understand what the client's saying and miss half of the meeting. I realized I had to do something. I had to get back into the game. Going to see Brad, it's amazing. It changes your life immediately. Call Brad at Sound Solutions. Call 843-347-3005. Emmett School of Healthy Eating will help you lose weight permanently. Learn what foods have helped you gain the weight and why you're not losing it. Expecting to lose weight fast is not the way to do it healthy. And it will come back. Learn to take shortcuts in cooking. Learn how to shop. Learn how to organize your kitchen. It's a lifestyle change. No gimmicks. There's no such thing as a grab-and-go food. Ask Emma what she means by that. 843-997-7037. Emma's School of Healthy Eating in the Market Common. Visit itsnotadiet.net. Do you have a real estate question that needs answering? I'm Kevin Gunn, Director of Sales for Real Living Home Realty Group. 
You can catch me every Monday at 915 with Liz Calloway for local real estate market updates, selling and buying tips and techniques, how to make your home stand out in a competitive market, and much more. So if you have a real estate need or question, tune in every Monday or give me a call at 843-232-0000 or find me at reallivingmb.com. Again, that's reallivingmb.com. Did you know Surfside Beach, Myrtle Beach, and Horry County have designated themselves autism-friendly? At Champion Autism Network, we strive to spread autism awareness and acceptance. We do this through public service announcements, speaking engagements, and our training and certification program. To date, we serve over 1,000 local and tourist families living with autism in 27 states and four countries. To learn more and get involved, go to championautismnetwork.com. Come play with us. Yes, you can. This is Wayne Gray, candidate for Myrtle Beach City Council. During my 16 years of previous service on City Council and serving as past chairman of the Myrtle Beach Area Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors, I worked with local, state, and federal government officials on new initiatives to include the tourism development fee and residential property tax credit, Doug Shaw Stadium improvements, and the Ride 3 Road projects, which received 70% voter approval. Seeking a common goal, our citizens, businesses, and elected officials can work together while respecting our differences to ensure that we become the world-class community and world-class resort that we desire. Thank you for your past support, and I am asking for your vote on Tuesday, November 5th. I am Wayne Gray. Paid for by Wayne Gray for City Council. The election is Tuesday, November 5th. Please remember to vote on Tuesday, November 5th. Wayne Gray for City Council. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk everybody welcome back to saturday morning coffee hope you guys are stirring hope we're helping you get your day your saturday morning off on the right foot talking before the break about a fascinating interview given to the epic times by kimberly strassel member of the wall street journal editorial board by the way Je suis Pierre Delecto. I'm sitting in for Reese Boyd. Pierre Delecto <laughs> is the name. Pierre Delecto. Pierre Delecto is the name of Mitt Romney's fake Twitter handle. Oh, wow. One could reasonably ask why a sitting U.S. senator, 70-plus <laughs> years old, needs to communicate with the world <laughs> via a fake Twitter account. But, hey, it happens. It happens, apparently. I think there's uh, perhaps some psychological analysis in order, but that's above my pay grade. Uh, Continuing with the uh, Strassel interview, she just uh, continued with the links to which the Democrats have and apparently will go uh, to remove this duly elected president from office. And she talks about the Democrats and also bureaucratic resistance and the active effort among the mainstream media in an activist capacity. To, uh, to fight Donald Trump in his legitimacy and in his presidency. And they will be complicit in this impeachment if it happens, I can assure you. And, of course, you know that already. And that's why we are here to uh, speak truth. We're speaking truth to power, Glenn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but she points out, interestingly, about the bureaucratic resistance in the infamous deep sway state, the swamp that uh, Trump has faced. 95%. This is fascinating or about $1.9 million of bureaucrats' donations during the 2016 election cycle in the presidential contest, went to Hillary Clinton, according to The Hill, the newspaper The Hill, The Hill's analysis of donations from federal workers up through September 2016. In particular, employees of the Department of Justice gave 97% of their donations to Clinton, 3% went to Trump. Three whopping percent from the DOJ. 
For the State Department, if you can believe this, the percentage was even higher. 99% went to Clinton. 1% of State Department contributions went to Trump. Strassel said, imagine being a CEO and showing up for your first day on the job and knowing that 90% of your workforce despises you, gave to your opponent, doesn't want you to be there. And she pointed out the example, uh, former acting, former, emphasis on former, um, now probably working somewhere on an hourly wage, uh, former acting Attorney General Sally Yates, a holdover from the Obama administration, publicly questioned the constitutionality of Trump's immigration ban and directed Justice Department employees to disobey the order. So an acting attorney general, as you guys well recall, I'm sure, ordered DOJ employees to disobey a lawfully issued order of the president. What we should, what we should, uh, what she should have done, Strassel notes, if she was honorable, and that of course would eliminate 80% of the people we, we talk about on this program. What she should have done, if she had honor, would be to honorably resign if she felt she could not in any way enforce a duly issued executive order. So fascinating article, fascinating interview. Strassel's book appears to be um, something that we'll want to read and probably discuss. And so we'll do that. We'll get to that. I don't have a copy of it yet, but we'll keep you uh, updated on that. We'll read it. So maybe you don't have to, but we encourage you guys to read these things as they come out. Um, and uh, we'll report back. But uh, have, as a matter of fact, I've got another reading assignment for uh, you guys later in the program. But there's a fascinating article that was written by Victor Davis Hanson. I think it's available at AmericanGreatness.com. And just echoing some of the same thoughts that Strassel said. She said he says there doesn't have to be a point to impeachment. Uh, Democrats loathe Trump, and that is enough. They would have impeached him on day one mm-hmm. of his presidency before he set foot in the White House. But they did not have control of the House of Representatives. Now they do. And so they can. Who cares whether he is convicted in the Senate? House members just want to go on record that they impeached this president and put an asterisk on him and his presidency at worst. And at best, perhaps drive his polls down sufficiently Mm. to prevent his reelection. I don't know. That ain't happening. I hope not. I don't believe so. I think it's going to backfire. I think Americans are sick and tired of hearing about Adam Schiff. The little piece of Schiff has worn out his welcome. Shifty Schiff. Shifty Schiff. The little piece of has worn out his welcome. I think people are tired of hearing about his secret hearings. And I think it ultimately it will backfire. We'll see. But we'll uh, we'll post links to both of those articles. Fascinating pieces by uh, Victor Davis Hanson wrote a couple of great pieces in the last uh, week and a half. And uh, the Strassel interview on Epic Times. We'll post uh, both of those on the Facebook page. Search for us on Facebook. Search for Saturday Morning Coffee. You should find us. If, uh, if you can't, let us know. But you should be able to find the Facebook page by searching Saturday Morning Coffee on Facebook. Other item of interest, uh, speaking of the Epoch Times, on the front page this week of the Epoch Times, DOJ confronts Chinese infiltration with increased spy arrest. Chinese, Chinese spies, interestingly enough, may not be aware of this, now account for 90% of perpetrators in the U.S. espionage, US espionage, espionage cases. I need my Pierre Delecto accent. Yeah. U.S. espionage cases being prosecuted according to a Washington-based think tank, Center for Strategic, yada, yada, yada. Uh, China's playbook is simple. Rob American companies of their intellectual property, replicate their technology, replace the American company in the Chinese market, and then one day expand that role into the world market, uh, defeating the American company from whence the intellectual property was stolen. There are now over, fascinating article, over 1,000 active FBI uh, foreign intelligence investigations, back to the Foreign Intelligence uh, Surveillance Act. Uh, this is what the act is actually supposed to be used for, uh, not uh, to spy on a duly elected president who is a U.S. citizen and entitled, we would hope, to the protection of the Bill of Rights. But 
getting back to what the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act and other statutes are actually intended to allow uh, is investigation into this sort of thing, Chinese nationals and other foreign nationals operating on U.S. soil to act against our interest, steal our secrets, harm our people, harm our country. Uh, a thousand of those active foreign intelligence uh, investigations being uh, undertaken by the FBI now are now directed against Chinese uh, nationals and their co-conspirators are alleged, alleged all suspects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Uh, but the investigations are into acts of Chinese espionage against American companies and other entities. And I think it's important to note uh, there is a Cold War that we have entered into. Uh, people say the Cold War was fought and won many years ago. There is another Cold War that we are in the midst of. And it is with China, folks. And it's there are elements of the mainstream media that want to deny that is happening right now. It's an economic Cold War, but it is very much a, a, a Cold War, and, and let's hope it stays economic and doesn't um, uh, metastasize into too much more than that, but it is something to be aware of. It's happening, and we can't win it if we don't know it's happening, so let's just acknowledge that it's there. Interesting article this week in the Wall Street Journal. Um, thought this was of note to our listeners because of the uh, role of Boeing and the important role that Boeing plays in uh, South Car- the South Carolina economy and the regional economy, uh, the national economy for that matter. Of course, we're all familiar with the fact that the 737 MAX has been grounded. Always been an interesting story for me. I did for many years. Uh, I worked uh, as general counsel for an airline in North Carolina that was an ex- almost exclusively, well, it was exclusively a Boeing shop and operated primarily 737 aircraft, um, did not have any of these aircraft, the 737 MAX, but the 737, of course, has been around, goodness gracious, what, since the 60s. Hmm. So I think the 737 first flew in the mid-60s, but obviously been an, a workhorse aircraft that has uh, safely flown millions and millions and millions, if not billions of passengers, probably one of the safest aircrafts in existence and uh, or with the best safety records out there i don't have that data but it's got to be up there close to the very top if not the top and uh, one of the most widely used aircraft in uh, in modern in aviation at any point when you consider all the variants the 200 the 300 the 400 the 5 the 6 the 7 eventually of course they got to the 737 max which is the latest uh, variation and of course it uh, was involved in two uh completely fatal crashes uh, lion air and then uh, ethiopian air uh, ethiopian airlines the the planes were ultimately grounded i think in march of 2019 looks like they're going to be grounded uh, well into next year and uh, and perhaps uh, even longer but uh, interestingly enough uh it's come to light that there was a senior boeing pilot this is from the wall street journal by the way a1 um last week um for the October 19 to 20 edition. Senior Boeing pilot raised concerns about the 737 MAX flight control system as early as three years ago. So a little concern there. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Stick with us. You're listening to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. We'll be right back after these messages. Saturday Morning Coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Hi, this is Mark Owsley. No one plans for a disaster. Not really. We have insurance. We think we're protected. But when fire strikes or flooding, what do you do? Call FSA Full Steam Ahead. We will handle the disaster. It's simple. Call us. We'll repair, replace, and fix it. We'll deal with insurance, so when disaster strikes, the first phone call, FSA, full steam ahead. I'm Mark Owsley. Our new state-of-the-art facility in Myrtle Beach means we can handle it all. Big, small, home, business, we are FSA, full steam ahead. Hi, this is Charlie Stewart from State Farm Insurance. Call us anytime for insurance needs with your homeowners, your autos, your life insurance. Our phone number is 843-249-7066. 
Charlie Stewart will show you how something as simple as combining your car and home policies could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Because being there to help keep more of your money is when Charlie Stewart is here. Like a good neighbor, Charlie Stewart State Farm is there. Moving to the Grand Strand can be difficult. I'm Patrick Toll with Colwell Banker Shakur Advantage, and I am a transplant. I moved here 16 years ago, and I have been selling real estate in the area for the past 15. I understand your questions and concerns. I have put together Team Toll to help you with all your real estate needs. Visit us at paulysislandproperties.net or call 843-833-1937. Relax, we'll take it from here. I don't know about you, but I always feel better in a clean car, and my car always drives better too. So you need to swing by TurboJet Car Wash. It's lightning fast and super clean. It takes just three minutes, and the vacuums, towels, and cleaning supplies are all free. TurboJet Car Wash, four locations on the Grand Strand. Market Common, Carolina Forest, Myrtle Beach, and now North Myrtle Beach. Ask about the Turbo Pass Unlimited plan. Wash all you want. This is the reality in Myrtle Beach. There are more cops on the street than ever before, and they're paid better than ever. Crime is down by double digits. It's working. I'm Mary Jeffcoat on the Myrtle Beach City Council. I'm running for re-election on November 5th. When I joined council four years ago, I heard from you. Addressing crime was a top priority, and we listened. Your city has worked hard to make this a better, safer place. But our work continues. With your vote, I'll continue to work with council to grow our police force, reduce crime, and make this the best place to live on the East Coast. I'm Mary Jeffcoat. I'm running for re-election on November 5th. You get three votes. I'm asking for one of them. Paid for by Mary Jeffcoat for City Council. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. Taking you to the bright side of the road. It's Saturday morning coffee. Welcome back. You've stuck with us through another exciting episode, another adventure in broadcast excellent excellence. And uh, we were talking about the uh, Boeing 737 Max controversy, the ongoing grounding of the 737 Max, continue likely to continue into the new year, probably for several months into 2020, and it's creating serious problems for Southwest Airlines and other airlines who rely heavily on that aircraft. And, of course, there was news released this week that, unfortunately, Boeing may have had some indication that there was a problem. Two questions that really stick in my mind is if there were questions and appear, it appears that some pilots and engineers within Boeing may have raised uh, some issues about the MCAS mm-hmm. system uh, early on, relatively early on in the uh, evaluation testing phase and how those questions did not get answered or, or got looked overlooked is a question. Another question is, why the FAA did not move more uh, decisively and deliberately and speed, you know, expeditiously uh, to ground uh, the aircraft after the two crashes, and uh, that's a ongoing question that will be um, that will be uh, looked at more carefully. And, and there actually is an ongoing probe. The DOJ, speaking of the DOJ and the FBI, have launched a, an actually a criminal probe into some of the things that may have transpired within Boeing, but. I predict, um, you know, and one of the things I read this week, uh, Glenn, I don't know if you've read it, but I, there's the transcript of the Lion Air 13-minute um, flight is available, and it also includes the data that was taken from the flight data recorder. And I was, I've been a pilot in the past. I flew some. I took a couple of flight lessons in college and, and flew for a while, and I, I had a close call in an aircraft, but I know enough, and so I decided I did not want to be a pilot. <laughs> right. I'm going to let other people fly the airplane. When I'm in an airplane, I want to be sitting in the back, um, you know, enjoying a, a peanuts and a Coke. <laughs> And, uh, but uh, so I didn't fly much after that, haven't really flown, piloted since then. But uh, I read the transcript of the 13 minute flight, the discussions with air traffic control and the data inputs that came to the aircraft and the things that the MCAS system did. And it is harrowing. 
it is harrowing. If I don't know exactly, I've never thought about how I want to spend the last 13 minutes of my life, mm-hmm. or if you've thought about that question, but let me assure you, if you read that document, that ain't it. That is not the way you want to spend the last 13 minutes. I do predict, um, and by the way, interestingly enough, you know, it's like, speaking of the Trump derangement syndrome, it, I noticed in, uh, it, it, it doesn't go away. It, it colors everything that we do. Um, you know, the president tweeted after the crash that unfortunately in modern society, we simply make machines that are too complex. We don't understand. And uh, as my favorite secular philosopher Sting once said, build machines that we can't control, bury the waste in a great big hole, yada, yada, yada. And um, people made fun of him for making that tweet, but essentially he's correct. The, the, the fact is that the, the, the software that goes into a modern aircraft is actually more complicated than the hardware and much harder to evaluate, much harder to test. And, uh, and so when Trump says, uh, you know, these machines are just too complicated, by and large, he's correct. And so, you know, frankly, I'd rather be, I'd rather be flying around on a 737 that's uh, got the old, uh, you know, vacuum, uh, you know, dials in it and um, the steam gauges and it works and know that it works. And if there's a good pilot at the helm, uh, that I'm safe than to uh, fly around in a machine that's flown by a computer. In a, in a modern aircraft, the pilot basically negotiates with a computer, and it's the computer that flies the aircraft. But uh, anyway, I do I do predict that Boeing will get beyond this, and we'll come back, and we'll um, we'll see uh, bright days ahead. You might want to pick up some Boeing stock. It's uh, a lot of money sitting on the ground right now. A lot of money sitting on the ground, and they're yeah. hurting right now. But um, interestingly enough. Um, Speaking of time, we're about to run out of it, but I have some interesting news, Glenn. Uh, we have got uh, word from the station this week. Last week, we talked about uh, Saturday morning coffee potentially expanding the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, perhaps expanding into uh, two hours. We heard from a few of our listeners. John P. over in Florence. I asked him how he got our signal. He's streaming us. John P. over in Florence said Saturday mornings would be excellent. And are excellent and even better if we had a second hour. So Thanks, John. Yeah, starting next week, we'll have a bonus hour. And Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, will actually include the initial hour and a bonus hour. So It's like Christmas in November. It's like Christmas in November, Glenn. Yeah. So look forward to that. We'll be, uh, we'll be starting a two-hour schedule on rotation next week, and we'll see how that works out. Also want to remind our listeners that uh, elections are coming up on uh, Tuesday for city council. And because of time constraints... Uh, frankly, we did not really have time to get all the candidates in here, so I did not want to selectively invite candidates in. Right. Uh, but after our new uh, city council members are selected, we're going to invite them to come in and speak to you guys, and hopefully that will um, be something you guys will appreciate and enjoy. A um, lot to talk about in the um, in the in the former uh, story department. Want to give you guys an update on the lift. Uh, item that we talked about last week. Many sexual harassment uh, suits have been filed against Lyft, and the number appears to be growing. Uh, right now, there are at least, there are 50-plus lawsuits that have been filed, and one of the one of the items that we mentioned last week was a story where um, CNET was quoting, uh, at least 34 women have filed or joined lawsuits that are uh, pending or have been filed against the ride company since August, and one of the items that we noted in the, uh, that I noted, did not note in the story, is one of the incidents involved uh, an incident in July where a woman had been on a double date and she had had too much to drink. And the uh, boyfriend that she was with ha- hailed her a lift and told her, told him uh, to take his date home, make, her, make sure that she got home safely. And, of course, that did not happen. The lift driver took her to an apartment complex parking lot uh, turned off the lift meter, turned off the sign, and you can imagine what happened next. He had a drunk, passed-out passenger in his back seat. And um, so, ladies, I'm speaking to you now. If you have a boyfriend that sends you home from a date in care of a lift driver, uh, you need a new boyfriend. Contact uh, Boyfriend Liquidators. Or, yeah, absolutely. I'm available. Yeah, or the boyfriend uh, or the boyfriend warehouse. I'm spoken for, but Glenn is available. So if you'd like, call the radio station. But if you have a boyfriend who sends you home in the care of a Lyft driver with instructions to the Lyft driver to make sure you get home safely, you need a new boyfriend. That, that message brought to you as a public service announcement. And if you have been involved in a Lyft 
experience that went badly and you were assaulted or otherwise in any way, feel free to give us a call at Davis and Boyd. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, those suits are percolating, and uh, we will be glad to talk to you about that if you've experienced, uh, in all seriousness, if you have experienced anything like that. Um, and uh, many other things we wanted to talk to. There's an interesting, uh, on the legal front, there's an interesting decision of the South Carolina Court of Appeals that has uh, sided with, uh, just come down, that has sided with a redevelopment corporation uh, in its rights to partner with a uh, private entity in a joint venture, a quasi-public-private entity. I know that there's current discussion in, uh, in the Myrtle Beach uh, City uh, speaking of city council elections, there's much discussion in Myrtle Beach now about the uh, arts and entertainment district. And, um, and the Court of Appeals has basically sided with the ability of uh, municipalities to do that. Frankly, they took some swipes at the Freedom of Information Act. And certainly, I, I'm, I think these private-public partnerships can be good, y'all. But two things. If you spend public money, uh, in my opinion, you should be subject to FOIA. If you're going to spend substantial sums, material sums of public funds, then with that should go the obligation that you should be subject to the Freedom of Information Act. And if the legislature has to amend the FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act, to provide for that, then they should. That's just That should go with implicit in the spending of public money uh, should be the obligation to be accountable. And being accountable includes, among other things, being willing to disclose to whom and how you spent the money and in what amounts. And if you can't do that, then frankly, you don't need the money. And um, I mean, if it's collected with the power of the purse, uh, the power, the taxation power, the police power uh, uh, of the tax, and you, the voters, are entitled to know how it is spent. And uh, so, but the uh, Court of Appeals has taken a couple of swipes in these development cases. Uh, at the FOIA, the Freedom of Information Act. And um, one question I do have, and, and this is for um, thought, you know, uh, in this arts and entertainment district is, uh, you know, just that it be done carefully and where our money's going. But um, we deserve to know. Uh, I'll leave you with this uh, bit of wisdom from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your, on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Y'all be blessed. Have a great day. Join us next week for a two-hour edition of Saturday Morning Coffee. Be blessed.